This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 97 and today we're going to be covering last night's brilliant Worlds Collide show uh, from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. The same location, not the same venue as tonight's Royal Rumble. So happy Royal Rumble Day if you're listening to us on the day that the Royal Rumble is yet to happen. But we'll talk more about that a bit later on. Today is all about Worlds Collide. So it wasn't an NXT takeover. It kind of was of sorts. We are a little bit uh, mystified when it first got announced thinking... Well, we've seen Worlds Collide before. They've been on uh, fan access at Royal Rumbles and WrestleManias before. What are they doing? And then it became more apparent that they were going to create a whole event out of this in a similar sort of vein to an NXT TakeOver. A lot of us were quite bummed that we were going to get a TakeOver. But what we did have uh, was kind of brand supremacy, NXT versus NXT UK, a fantastic show. Six really good matches. That's it. If you include the one from the pre-show, which was awesome, by the way. Uh, can't wait to talk about Worlds Collide very, very soon. But uh, yeah, happy Royal Rumble Day. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be dropping a special review show for WWE Royal Rumble this coming Tuesday with myself and Kieran Reid, a regular contributor to the podcast. So really looking forward to doing that with Kieran. Really looking forward to getting stuck into Worlds Collide today. So I was meant to have had uh, a guest with me today. I was meant to have had a, a co-host. Unfortunately, uh, Owen from V65 Wrestle News on Twitter was unable to join me. We'll hopefully get Owen on a future episode of the Wrestling with Jonas podcast sometime in the future. But uh, it's just me, a solo episode. I haven't done a solo episode in quite a while, so I'm looking forward to doing this. Usually I have a different guest on every single week, which is really good fun. This time around, it's just me. Um, so hopefully you'll enjoy it, and hopefully I haven't forgotten how to do a solo podcast. But really hyped, really looking forward to this. Uh, it was a fantastic show. Can't wait to talk uh, to you about my, my favourite moments from the various matches that we saw last night, Worlds Collide. Um, but uh, before all of that, just want to throw out one plug before, um, with every single episode of Easter out my social media plugs my twitter me uh, facebook handle me instagram we can find us on social media don't need to do that now all i want to do is throw out one plug and that's going to be our new website the wrestling with Jonas website wrestlingwithjohners.com wrestlingwithjohners.com there's links to it in the description to this uh, podcast episode and uh, when you click on the link it will take you to wrestlingwithjohners.com at the top you've got all our social media links you've got links to all of our podcast episodes our full archive of podcast episodes our previous 96 episode this one will be up there as well fairly soon 97 and there's a special tab at the top if you're just interested in wrestling interviews you can click on the interviews tab and listen to the interviews there there's a tab there to go straight to the Wrestling With Jonas merchandise page uh, there's news archives there's special archives Articles from our team of writers and so so much more um so yeah just go to one place with regards to our exclusive interviews just want to rattle off a few names that i've spoken to over the last year or so and some of them more recently uh, with, with the likes of uh, Big Effing Joe, big kind of hardcore deathmatch uh, legend from the UK that's making some waves in the USA. Maverick Blade, who's a fairly young up-and-coming independent wrestler through the UK that wrestles for IWE over in Essex. CJ Carter, um, bit of a workhorse through the UK independent wrestling scene. Of course, former WWF, WWE referee Jimmy Corderas is up there as well. And former WWF and WCW slash NWA ring announcer Gary Michael Capetta. My interview with Gary is up there also. That's uh, wrestlingwithjohners.com. Go and check it out. I think you'll be quite surprised. Also at the top of the page, and this is another shameless plug, I do apologise. But at the top of the page, you've also got a PayPal donate button. So if you enjoy listening to to the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. If you want to contribute, if you want to support uh, the podcast and uh, basically make things a little bit easier for me as a content creator so that I can uh, basically pay for new equipment or look at ways to improve the brand and improve the content that I give out to you guys every single week. Remember, the podcast is free. I usually uh, um, drop two episodes per week, one on a Saturday and one midweek, which could be an interview or maybe a special show 
I know that through the month of January, when we get to the end of the month, I would have dropped about nine or ten podcasts. So that's quite a lot of content, a lot of time, um, and uh, I, I enjoy doing every single moment of the rest of the Majora's podcast. But if you want to donate and if you want to uh, show your support to the podcast, you can just hit the PayPal donate button and donate anything from uh, $1 to $10, as much as you feel is necessary. But really, really appreciate that. Uh, so there you go. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, please don't forget to hit subscribe on these podcast channels that you go to. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube as well. Uh, and when you do press the follow or the subscribe button, you can then be notified every time a new episode drops. And uh, another shameless plug I mentioned about social media, but when you're on the website there, wrestlingwithjohners.com, Look at the social media uh, links at the top, the little buttons uh, at the top, and uh, give us a, a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then you can be kept up to date with everything wrestling with Johnners. So uh, there we go. Uh, a few more plugs uh, to kind of throw out a little bit later on, I think, because it's just me and uh, I can. Uh, but uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Worlds Collide. What a fantastic show it really was. And we've never had a bad NXT uh, takeover. We've never had a bad NXT. TUK takeover and this is a bit of a combination of the two it was the two brands colliding uh, NXT versus NXT UK and the cream of the crop from both brands really did collide quite uh, literally um, in a very physical uh, two and a half two and three quarter hours show last night it was really really good um, but um Going into Worlds Collide, there were there were some matches that I was really looking forward to, some more than others. Um, for example, the main event, uh, Faction versus Faction, Imperium versus Undisputed Era. NXT UK champion Walter, along with Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolfe, Marcel Bartel, going up against UE. Up until Wednesday, they were draped in gold. Uh, Roddy Strong, unfortunately, lost uh, the North American Championship to Keith Lee in that really epic match, but I'm really happy for Keith Lee, and uh, hopefully we'll see a good uh, good showing. Fingers crossed from Keith Lee in the Rumble. If he's uh, one of the surprise entrants, who knows? We'll have to kind of check that out at the Royal Rumble, and we'll be covering that on Tuesday's Royal Rumble review, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, along with uh, Undisputed Era, you've got the NXT champion Adam Cole, Bebe, and the NXT tag team champions, uh, of course, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. But uh, yeah, Mustache Mountain versus DIY, so DIY, they've had their moments over the years, haven't they? They've been former NXT tag team champions, the most favourite um, babyface tag team in all of NXT. Then there was the heel turn from Tommaso Ciampa, and then from there you had like a two-year-long feud, two-year-long storyline between these two, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, which meant to have culminated at... Takeover New York during WrestleMania 35 weekend last April when it didn't happen, like I say, a month or two ahead of that show. Before that show, Tommaso Ciampa was stripped of his championship essentially because of a serious neck injury which he had to have surgery from. He made a quick recovery. He was back in the ring on NXT TV within seven months, which is phenomenal from uh, neck surgery considering that most wrestlers don't recover at all. You look at the likes of Edge and one, Page, one or two others. Uh, but those have been heavily rumoured, uh, ironically enough, for uh, this weekend's uh, men and women's Royal Rumble, respectively, as surprise guests, although they've both shot down the rumours. But we shall see, we shall see. Um, but, uh, yeah, say Undisputed Era, not fully draped in gold. They've got uh, two out of the three championships on uh, NXT. Uh, another match I'm looking forward to was the uh, four, Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Of course, Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks being inserted from the NXT UK brand, from the NXT UK side of things, going up against uh, Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott, the former Shane Strickland, of course, um, and current champion Angel Garza. Uh, Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley, another really fantastic match to look forward to. Uh, they've had their battles in the past, certainly on NXT UK over the NXT UK women's title. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, so much more. Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov. Now, not m many of our UK, uh, American audience, uh, not many of our USA audience kind of know too much about Ilya Dragunov. I think they were given a, a good introduction to Ilya on this show and uh, he put up a, a really, really good introduction and a good showing from himself on Worlds Collide. So uh, it's all good. But uh, we did have a pre-show um, half an hour before the main show kicked off. We had a, uh, a kick-off match, a pre-show match, and it was... NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray going up against Mia Yim. Now, 
One quite interesting thing uh, that I've learned certainly in the last few days, I don't know if this is old news, but I kind of only really heard about it Friday, maybe Saturday, so the day of the show itself, um, that uh, WWE have made the conscious effort to strip the kind of uh, the, the name Women's Championship of anything, whether it's the Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, NXT or NXT UK Women's Championship, strip the word woman from the uh, from the from the heading from the from the from the name of the title and it's just if if it's Kaylee Ray uh, you're the NXT UK champion like Walter the men's champion he's not called the NXT UK uh, United Kingdom men's champion is he um, and it's like Adam Cole isn't the NXT men's champion so no Rhea Ripley is no longer the NXT women's champion she's just simply the NXT champion putting uh, the women rightly so on a more level footing a more equal footing to the men and it's long overdue i'm surprised that they haven't thought about this and done this sooner to be honest with you but a really uh, good move um, and, and it, it maybe it's kind of sparked by the success that Tessa Blanchard has had in Impact, of course, becoming their world champion. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it does a really good turn for WWE to put their female champions, their women, on an equal footing, even more of an equal footing to the men, and uh, certainly go some way to, towards doing that. And I'm all for it. But uh, the, the pre-show match. Me Yim versus NXT UK champion Kaylee Ray, of course. This was a really fun and hard-hitting match. Uh, and this was a bit of a theme that went through all six matches throughout the night. They're all really strong style. They're really hard-hitting. Um, and, and, and some of the kind of the, the, the punches and the blows did look like they connected pretty well, to be honest with you. This was quite an you know quite an interesting match between these two. Me Yim, I've become a bit of a fan of over the last few months. Wasn't so much of a fan when she first appeared. I know that she was part of the Young Classic in, uh, I think it was 2017, possibly the second one in 2018. But since she's been signed with the NXT brand, she's been on our TV screens on NXT on an almost weekly basis, inserting herself into some really big storylines and some big feuds. And she had that championship match against Shayna Baszler not too long ago, where she did unfortunately have to tap to uh, Shayna's Carafuda clutch. But here, going up against Kaylee Ray. So these two competitors beat the living hell out of one another. There were dives to the outside. There was a brutal Canadian destroyer from Mia Yim to Kaylee Ray that really did appear to connect. I know that the the, the wrestlers, uh, dare I say it, you know, uh, a bit of a sneak behind the, you know, peek behind the curtain here, but they do work to kind of protect one another. Um, but that one did appear to kind of hurt Kaylee Ray's neck. She was selling it quite heavily on the outside. It looked fairly legit to me, but she carried on. Um, Kaylee Ray got a pinfall, uh, got the pinfall after a reversal of an O'Connor roll from Mia Yim, and uh, she, she kind of reversed it with a handful of tights and with some also additional leverage and some help via the ring ropes, which the referee didn't see, still counted Mia Yim's shoulders to the mat for the one, two, three, and the current NXT UK champion gets the really hard-fought win um, against Mia Yim here. The match went just under ten minutes. It was a really good match. I mean, Kaylee Ray, she, she uh, walked out of the ring, up the ramp with her championship. Now, the NXT UK championship wasn't on the line here. Um, I don't believe it was anyway, but Kaylee Ray was certainly holding her neck as she exited the ring. Um, and it's possibly from the Destroyer, as I mentioned. That was a really good uh, a good match. Would have been uh, definitely worthy of being on the main card. But uh, as it was on the kickoff and on the pre-show, it was an excellent match to kind of start things off and set the atmosphere um, inside the Toyota Center. Uh, the main show kicked off with an opening video package featuring that epic and historic speech during World War II from, of course, former British Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill. Uh, that really seemed to kind of... Sets um, you know perfectly the opening contest of the main show um, and uh, what a mouth-watering uh, kind of uh, match we had um, to, to kind of kick things off and um, yeah, Ilya Dragunov, as I said, he's not all that well known on the US stage. Definitely done the rounds across Europe. Uh, certainly with WXWA, he had some amazing feuds. I won a championship or two in WXW. Has come over to the NXT UK brand. Um, it's, they seem to be setting him up possibly for a match or maybe a bit of a feud with Walter. Ilya Dragunov got involved in the main event match uh, where Walter took on Joe Coffey at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 a couple of weekends ago. That was a hell of a match, but Dragunov kind of came down to 
um, almost neutralize um, Imperium's efforts to kind of uh, overcome Joe Coffey in that match, and uh, Dragunov um, seemed to uh, yes, yeah, seemed to kind of side with Gallus over recent weeks and months on NXT UK TV, and he made an appearance during that main event match. Um, I did get uh, a bit of a battering from Walter for his troubles during that match, but uh, they do seem to be making more of an effort to push Ilya Dragunov. Now, my only concern with Ilya Dragunov, we know that he's extremely intense. We know that he's very powerful. Uh, not the biggest of wrestlers. He's probably about uh, 180, maybe 190 pounds. Um, but he's very muscular, very agile, very intense around that ring. Um, and um, yeah, I think they're setting him up for, for bigger things. He's because of his uh, Russian heritage, I don't think they've really done a good job at pushing his character or his personality just yet, if I'm perfectly honest with you. But I do like Dragunov, and I do think he brings a lot of intensity and a lot of passion uh, to the ring, and I think he's got a lot to offer. And I think with the right handling in terms of booking and presentation and character development, he could be a really big star, not just on NXT UK, possibly the NXT brand going forward. And like I say, we could well see Dragunov and Walter go at it sometime in the future. But here he's going up against Finn Balor. We all know about Finn Balor. Um, He seems to have been rejuvenated since he's been back on NXT and uh, like I say he's going to be taking on Johnny Gargano in uh, three weeks time NXT TakeOver Portland that's going to be an amazing match and of course Finn Balor turned heel on Johnny Gargano a few months back um, and uh, we haven't seen a lot from Johnny Gargano uh, tonight or Worlds Collide was Johnny Gargano's first appearance inside the ring for over four months but we have seen quite a bit of Finn Balor and he's been a revelation since he's come back onto NXT, a former NXT champion, of course, and um, he hadn't presented a heel personality since coming to the WWE um, five years ago, I believe it was, but he is portraying more of a heel character, definitely is not more of a heel, but he is out and out a heel, and definitely portraying more of his New Japan Prince character, uh, which he certainly seems to be bringing to the brand at the moment, but... Um, when this match was announced, uh, I was a little bit, little bit surprised. Uh, it seems like they're kind of putting Dragunov into quite a high-profile match here against Finn Balor. But then when you think about it, they're two very similar wrestlers in terms of stature, in terms of what they can do in the ring. Both very intense, very fast-paced, very hard-hitting. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, these could be compared to one another, you know, with their intensity, as I said, their high-octane wrestling style from both. Dragunov took a bit of a tumble to the outside after missing a dive uh, from the top turnbuckle, which... Balor, of course, as you would expect, took advantage of. Dragunov got a two count from a, f- a flying knee to the throat of Balor. Uh, that looked um, pretty cool. Uh, there was definitely a back and forth exchange between Balor and Dragunov, with Dragunov matching Balor move for move in this match. Um, definitely a, a good match where each wrestler had their time to shine um, and their moments. Dragunov got another two count from a quite a high angle German suplex on Finn Balor. Um, there, there was another a two count from Dragunov from a coast to coast drop kick. Now Finn Balor was draped between the middle and the top rope about three quarters of the way along one side of the ring. Dragunov got up the top of the rope. Now I always fear for Dragunov when he gets onto the top of the rope. I saw this when I saw him wrestle a takeover Cardiff back in August again here um, in, uh, in uh, Houston. Worlds collide where Dragunov gets up onto the top rope and he always teeters, he always wobbles backwards and you always think, oh no, he's going to fall. But he does recover and uh, he hits a coast-to-coast, drop-kicking Finn Balor, but uh, appearing to catch him flush on the nose. And uh, there were some concerns that he possibly injured Finn Balor or maybe uh, broken his nose. So there there was some concerns after this move, but they did continue. Uh, Balor didn't waste any opportunity. Um, Shortly after, he connected with 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 a drop kick into the corner, he's like John Woo dropkick, uh, then a coup de gras, which he usually uses as a finisher, but instead after the coup de gras, he hits his 1916 DDT, hooks the leg of Dragunov, gets to 1-2-3, the match went 14 minutes, and it was high octane from, uh, from word go, it was really, really good. Uh, definitely recommend this match. Um, but uh, yeah, great to see Finn Balor uh, against Ilya Dragunov, great to see Dragunov being featured on a show such as Worlds Collide. Um, I think it was fairly predictable in terms of the winner. Of course, they're setting up Finn Balor for Johnny Gargano and their match at NXT TakeOver Portland in a few weeks' time. Uh, But definitely go out of your way to watch this one. It was really, really good. And um, 
I mentioned it about the pre-show match between Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray. This match, Finn Balor, Ilya Dragunov was quite hard hitting, quite stiff in, in spots and they really did look like they were connecting pretty well. Uh, then we had a, a kind of a fun war of words at ringside uh, between the grizzled young veterans and the, the bros awaits Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne of course heading into their epic encounter this Wednesday on NXT on the USA Network uh, in the final of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic for 2020. Now that would be an amazing match. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I was half expecting them to kind of hold the match off until TakeOver Portland. I think it'll be a really good match to feature um, at TakeOver Portland, but no I'm going to put it on NXT next week to go head-to-head with AEW Dynamite and I think that'll be good to get a bit more interest, a few more eyeballs onto the NXT products on Wednesday and that will be a great match um, I, I spoke to uh, Rob from the Bob Culture Podcast this uh, just a couple of days ago, catched out this episode 96 in the archives, just go to wrestlingwithjohnners.com and we'll search for it on your favourite podcasting platform, give that a listen we've also dropped the full kind of video cast on YouTube this afternoon so you better catch that as well my chat with Rob from the Bob Culture Podcast but we spoke about this final match between the Grizzled Young Veterans and the Bros Awaits and uh, we, we both agreed that it's going to be a fantastic match and I think we uh, we agreed that um, I think I, I certainly suggested that uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, will win that to give them a little bit more uh, credence a little bit more uh, credibility on the NXT brand I think uh, they've pretty much done all they can on the NXT UK brand uh, to give them a bit more um, bit more visibility on the black and gold brand over in Florida I think that would be a good move for them um, and uh, there isn't Oh, a better heel or worker of the mic than Zach Gibson. And I think uh, him with his excellent tag team partner, James Drake, and the way they do combine very, very well, very expertly um, as a tag team um, will be a, a, definitely a benefit to the tag team ranks over on NXT. Uh, now we, we see... Um, the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, so uh, we understand that it's now been formally adopted by the NXT brand. It's called the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, I, I know that this has happened now that it's not the WWE Cruiserweight Championship and we're not going to see exclusively on on Raw, for example, or 205 Live only. It's been featured more heavily on the NXT uh, brand every Wednesday. And the matches that we've seen so far uh, since the Cruiserweight's been uh, wrestled for on the NXT brand has been a lot of fun. Um, some really solid matches. Of course, we saw uh, Drew Gulak. He was the NXT champion when it kind of switched brands. Uh, the, the Cruiserweight champion, when it first went onto the black and gold brand, he lost it to uh, uh, Leo Rush. Now Angel Garza going into this match on Worlds Collide is the champion. And um, yeah, I think that it's the Cruiserweight division, the Cruiserweight champion that we all truly dreamed for, that we hoped for, that we wished for, um, that, that it would be all the way since its inception in 2016. And now it's coming to fruition and producing some of the most exciting matches on NXT most weeks. It's, uh, Angel Garza has been a great champion. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you had two uh, traditional wrestlers from NXT, two traditional wrestlers from NXT UK, and this fatal four-way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship and current champion going in, Angel Garza, going up against Isaiah Swerve Scott. From the UK brand, you've obviously got Jordan Devlin, the Irish ace, and Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw. So uh, prior to the show, as I mentioned, uh, you know... We, we saw the new NXT Championship bout. They got rid of the horrible purple strap, the horrible purple leather. Uh, they seem to have done some modifications to the to the plates as well, certainly adding the, the NXT logo to it. So it's a brand new bout that, that Triple H and William Regal presented to the current champ, Angel Garza. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, Angel Garza carried the new belt to the ring, but uh, it looks a lot more classy. It looks a lot better than the purple belt, which might have been okay to fit the uh, the Cruiserweight brand to start off with four years ago. But uh, times move on, and now that uh, the Cruiserweight division is an exclusive part of NXT, they needed to update and modify the belt to make it look a little bit more cool, and they did on this occasion. However... Going back to the match, Travis Banks, 
uh, he dominated the match fairly early on. He really did, um, hitting all three opponents in the corner with a huge cannibal. So he kind of piled them up one on top of another, hit the gigantic cannibal uh, onto all three. There, there was uh, quite a, an awesome and quite unique Tower of Doom spot where Angel Garza was kind of holding uh, two of the wrestlers up in the air, uh, one in like a, a kind of a, a, a body slam hold and one more on his shoulders um, and then I believe it was uh, Angel Garza that came off the top rope to kind of connect all three and drop all three down to the, 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 the canvas that was quite impressive Travis Banks he reversed a, a Devlin side from Jordan Devlin into a huge Canadian destroyer that was a cool transition and a really cool move uh, that received a this is awesome chant from the fans uh, Devlin delivered a phenomenal double Spanish fly. I'm not quite sure how he managed it, but you had three of the cruiserweights up on the top turnbuckle, Devlin in the middle, and he somehow managed to turn them both into the Spanish fly. That was pretty awesome. Um, and I believe it was uh, Angel Garza and uh, Swerve Scott that went, uh, uh, went through the ringer on that move there. Uh, this was followed by a, a Kiwi Crusher from Travis Banks, who was one of the, the three wrestlers not involved in the previous move. And uh, that got Travis Banks a, a close near fall there. Gaza, Angel Gaza, nearly retained his championship from a, a wing clipper on Isaiah Swerve Scott, only for Jordan Devlin to pull Gaza off the pin, to pull Gaza off of Scott. Devlin then bundled Gaza to the outside with a headbutt before Devlin himself dropped Isaiah Swerve Scott with uh, his Devlin side, Seuto side suplex to become the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. So, well, that, that was a great match. It went 12 minutes, but it was perfectly timed. It's perfectly executed. It's well booked. All four wrestlers definitely experienced in the ring and they gelled together. The chemistry was amazing. Um, and after the match, new NXT Cruiserweight Champion, uh, the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin, he grabbed hold of the microphone, stood on top of one of the announce tables uh, to tell everybody in the arena that you never bet against the ace. And I totally agree. And I'm so happy for Jordan Devlin. I've been uh, saying for a long time now, ever since we started this podcast back in 2018, that Jordan Devlin is one of those unsung heroes, one of them uh, kind of best kept secrets. Um, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal UK independent wrestler and now this is his opportunity to get a bit more exposure on uh, the US soil I suppose hopefully he'll be able to defend his cruiserweight championship on the NXT UK brand just to make it more of a, a worldwide international title that can be defended on different brands and I wouldn't mind if it's occasionally defended on uh, Raw or Smackdown uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll see a lot more of Jordan Devlin on 205 Live and now the black and gold brand as well but that was a really cool match uh, quite a surprising match as well I think a lot of people have predicted Angel Garza to keep hold of the championship because he's uh, not not long uh, become the champion of cruiserweight champion I don't think there's been many occasions where he's actually defended or had the opportunity to defend the championship so um, but uh, this could set up a good feud between Angel Garza trying to retain or regain his championship um, up against the Irish ace and uh, I'd be all for that definitely and some good exposure for Travis Banks as well who's uh, you know played a prominent role on the UK indie scene former progress wrestling world champion of course um, who uh, lost out to uh, to Walter when Walter was the progress champion uh, but this was an excellent fatal four-way match uh, went just over 12 minutes then we had what a lot of people are calling the match of the night uh, Mustache Mountain Tyler Bates Trent Seven hot off the heels of NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 where, uh, where, where uh, uh, Trent Seven had that brutal match against Eddie Dennis to open up the show in Blackpool and then you had Tyler Bates had that epic five-star match against Jordan Devlin which was given a round of applause by Johnny Saint, William Regal, Triple H after the match of course and I was there it was a fantastic match certainly match of the night there but uh, uh, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate teaming again to reform their classic Mustache Mountain tag team and of course one thing to note here is Mustache Mountain um, were never the NXT UK or have not been able to win the NXT UK tag team titles before. It's been uh, yeah the grizzled young veterans um, and uh, the, the Subwhale, South Culture, uh, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, of course, and now Gala. So they've only had three champions in the just over year that the NXT UK tag team titles have been a thing, but Mustache Mountain have never been the UK champions, but they have been um, NXT tag team champions on oh, the black and gold brand, of course. They had that classic series of matches with the Undisputed Era uh, going back a couple of years ago. Um, and that feud over the tag team titles. Uh, but here they are back on the NXT, well, kind of back in uh, NXT, you could say representing NXT UK going up against 
uh, DIY. So, you know, DIY, I mentioned earlier that uh, that they were tagging together for a couple of years as DIY before Tommaso Ciampa turned his back on his former best friend. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa was there at Johnny Gargano's wedding. Um, and then they had that, that kind of heated rivalry that spanned two years, of course. Unfortunately, Tommaso Ciampa was out for a period of time better part of a year during that two-year feud um, with, with, a, with a, a, a leg injury, of course. He came back with a brace. Um, and, of course, they had that uh, hot uh, blood feud, that grudge match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans back in 2018. I was there. What a phenomenal main event that was. And um, and then, uh, like I say, they had that, that build. They had a series of matches through 2018 leading into 2019. Everybody was expecting the two of them to have this great big blow-off match where Johnny Gargano was eventually going to win and become the NXT champion over Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa um, suffered a neck injury, which he'd been suffering from for a while and if you remember they were both called it very briefly onto uh, both Raw and Smackdown I think Smackdown predominantly and uh, Tommaso Ciampa seemed to uh, get injured during one of those matches on Smackdown and uh, obviously it progressed it got worse and Tommaso Ciampa was with was pulled from that match or, or kind of scheduled uh, match with Johnny Gargano had next surgery was out seven months he came back as a babyface the two of um been quite prominent players on NXT, not so much Johnny Gargano. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is the first match we've seen from Johnny Gargano in over four months, uh, rejoining Tommaso Ciampa to reform DIY. Now, you know, this was a, a lot of fun. Um, I got a feeling, though, that Tommaso Ciampa and John Gargano are going to break up. I think, yeah, they're, they're DIY at the moment, and they've got their kind of single storylines going on, of course, and, uh, of course, Tommaso Ciampa's got his eyes set on Goldie uh, and Adam Cole, the current champion, of course. Johnny Gargano has his uh, feud going with Finn Balor, and, of course, they're going to have their match in a couple of weeks' time in Portland at TakeOver. I got a feeling that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano could fall out at some point um, and, and kind of put a bit of a, a bookends and, and finish that feud that started all them years ago because we never quite got the payoff we were hoping for, never quite got the payoff that we were that we were all expecting. Um, but uh, good to see they're very, very popular heels. Johnny Gargano looked amazing in this match. So this, this match started off slow. Um, as you would expect, both teams tested one another. Uh, business soon picked up after DIY through bait and seven over the announced tables at ringside. Uh, Gargano gets a two count from a slingshot DDT on bait um, and Gargano uh, showed no signs of ring rust despite being out for nearly four months or over four months uh, with a suspected serious neck injury. Uh, there was a series of close near falls from both teams leading to uh, NXT chance, strong NXT chance from the fans in the Toyota Center. Bates accidentally nails his own partner with a slingshot lariat, uh, but they recover to drop Champa with their burning hammer flying knee um, combo for a very close near fall for Mustache Mountain there. Uh, the match, however, comes to an end with uh, Tyler Bate getting bundled to the outside from a double DDT uh, before Gargano and Ciampa yeah, they connect with their kind of running knee superkick combo, their DIY finisher for the eventual pinfall victory. The fans loved it. I loved it. Uh, both teams kind of paid respect towards one another and shook hands after the match. What a match, yeah. The match went uh, 22, nearly 23 minutes. It was a hell of an encounter. Um, a clinic in tag team wrestling. And one thing I mentioned with Rob uh, on our uh, kind of uh, Raw Rumble and uh, Worlds Collide Go Home show, our uh, episode 96 preview or predictions episode, was that uh, tag team wrestling is being uh, kind of celebrated in AEW, and rightly so. And a lot of people have kind of put a bit of a dampener on the tag team scene, certainly in WWE. But I don't think you can include the tag team scene in NXT if you include NXT UK within that as well. Because they're kind of um, doing more shows together, and certainly the Dusty Road Classic has given us more um, kind of... Recognition of the UK tag teams having the likes of Gallus and Mustache, uh, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans in there, of course. Having Mustache Mountain and DIY go head to head. A lot of people are really excited that Johnny Gargano and Tyler Bate got to share a ring. Um, both smaller, uh, fast-paced, hard-hitting, um, you know, high-octane wrestlers, and um, good to see those in the ring. But uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Trent Seven certainly were an important part of this match. All four wrestlers definitely gelled well. They they performed well. It was a great match. Uh, but it was DIY. They came out the victors. 
so yeah the the show we're what uh three matches in um to the main show four if you include the pre-show and um already worlds collide is getting a massive thumbs up from me the fans are into it the action is hot um and uh, so far there's been chance uh fans have been on their feet and uh yeah it's, it's, it's kind of had that takeover vibe that takeover feel really before we get onto our kind of semi-final match of, of Worlds Collide, just want to throw out a couple more plugs. Uh, so uh, pinned to the top of our Facebook page. So if you go to the top of our Facebook community page, Wrestling with Johnners, that's about J-O-H-N-E-R-S, you will find uh, a link to our Audible trial link. So this is another way to help support the Wrestling with Johnners podcast. Click on the link and you can sign up to Audible trial for 30 days. Um, it's free. It's a free trial for 30 days. And within that, you get a, a free audio book as well. So you can kind of download uh, Jim Ross's uh, book, Slobberknocker, uh, Justin Roberts' uh, autobiography audio book there. You've got uh, uh, Mayor Kane's audio book as well. So any book, whether it's wrestling related or not, whatever floats your boat as far as uh, audio books concerned for you to download, to listen to on your chosen device, your tablet, your laptop, your phone, even in your car. You For 30 days, it's a free audible trial. You get a book for free. Um, you could cancel any time. So, you know, as the 30 days is about to come up, you can cancel. If you want to stick with it, stick with it. And it's just seven ninety nine a month, and uh, you, you get a you know a book a month um, for your seven ninety nine essentially. Um, but uh, it's a great thing. I'm part of Audible. I did the Audible trial myself, um, and uh, every time uh, anybody kind of uses my Audible trial link pinned to the top of our Facebook page, as I said, um, you then uh, you say there's a bit of a kickback to the Wrestling with John's podcast, which is always good to help support the podcast, to support your favourite content creator, and to make things a little bit easier uh, with all the kind of uh, hours that we put into creating the content uh, of these free podcasts. But uh, yeah, if, if Audible Trial, it's a really good thing. Like I said, I do it myself. Um, I know quite a few people that do as well, but I'm giving you the opportunity. Click on the link. It's a free 30-day trial. You get a book, your first book for free as well. Cancel at any time. There's no catches. There's a little bit of a kickback to the rest of Magellan's podcast, um, and uh, you'll enjoy it as well. And especially if you have long uh, car journeys to work or back from work uh, to listen to uh, these books, because um, I've downloaded the, the Jim Ross book, uh, the Justin Roberts book, and uh, many others as part of my uh, Audible membership so get on it today and like i say the link is pinned to the top of our facebook page just go to our wrestling with Johnners community group on facebook so um there we go we've spoken about mustache mountain and diy what a match went just under 23 minutes before the next match we see a bit of an impromptu brawl at ringside between tiga Knox and dakota kai you may remember dakota kai she turned her back she turned heel on a former best friend a former tag team partner and team kick uh stablemate um at the women's war games match in november 2019 these two will finally be meeting one-on-one -on -one inside a ring in a formal match. Now, it'll be, it'll be kind of a, a, a bit of a brawl more than a wrestling match. I would certainly expect them to have a good old scrap around and inside that ring this Wednesday on NXT. Uh, but these two kind of um, gave us a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a sample of what to expect on Wednesday uh, with this brawl around ringside uh, before our semi-final match. And that led us nicely to the NXT uh, championship match between current champion Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Now these two have had a bit of a storied rivalry on uh, NXT UK brand, especially through 2018 and 2019. Of course, Rhea Ripley was the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion, where she beat Tony Storm in the final. Tony Storm uh, won the championship back from Rhea Ripley at NXT Takeover Blackpool One in January of 2019. That was a, a, a great match. Tony Storm lost the championship to Kaylee Ray in uh, uh, Cardiff and uh, back in August. Kaylee Ray successfully defended the NXT UK Women's Championship in Blackpool. But uh, in between all of that and to kind of set, finish 2019 on a high, Rhea Ripley, one of the hottest commodities to come out of NXT UK, one of the hottest commodities currently in NXT, uh, massively over with the NXT audience. Uh, she managed to beat Shayna Baszler in that very, very memorable main event match uh, quite a few Wednesdays ago now. I think that was uh, the 18th of December uh, to become the new NXT Women's Champion or just NXT Champion now. And she's uh, putting her title on the line against Tony Storm here. Um, so 
bringing over their their rivalry their feud from nx2k over into the black and gold brand is no bad thing as far as i'm concerned in this one they said it's a buckle bomb from uh, um from uh, Tony Storm um, and, and a snap DDT that appeared to kind of injure or put pressure certainly on Rhea Ripley's neck giving Tony Storm the advantage. Uh, Storm missed a, a top rope frog, frog splash landed uh, flat on her face unfortunately allowing Rhea Ripley to, to uh, deliver her rip tied finisher. She hooked the leg, she got the pinfall victory to retain the NXT Championship and the match went just over 10 minutes. <sighs> Out of all the really, really excellent matches, this match um, was was just bubbling underneath, to be honest with you, where the others could easily be four, four and a half star, uh, you know, uh, brilliant matches. This one was probably maybe a two and a half, maybe a three star match. I don't think any of the wrestlers did anything wrong. The fans didn't really seem to be into it. There was nothing really exciting to get them out of their chairs to get them chanting um, both wrestlers fought really really well I just felt that um, uh, the, the, the chemistry might have been slightly off or maybe just you know the, the fans were burnt out from DIY Mustache Mountain and Jordan Devlin having won the uh, the, the Cruiserweight Championship a couple of matches earlier maybe they were just a bit burnt out maybe I'm being a bit too hard on Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley as I said they didn't do anything wrong the match was okay the match was good um, but it wasn't great but yeah Rhea Ripley retained her NXT Championship. Where does that leave Tony Storm? Uh, Rhea Ripley's next opponent, her next feud is with Bianca Belair in a few weeks' time at NXT TakeOver Portland, uh, where I'm expecting Rhea Ripley to retain again, to be honest with you, as much as I think that uh, Bianca Belair has developed and come on leaps and bounds since her feud with Shayna Baszler a couple of years ago, where she lost to Shayna at a TakeOver, um, where she was fairly early in her run now. She's a bit, bit wiser, a bit more... Um, capable as a wrestler, a little bit more all-rounded as a wrestler. I expect Bianca Belair to put up a really good fight. Um, but uh, that's some, that's another uh, preview show and a review show for another podcast. I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot more about Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair um, in a couple of weeks' time, getting closer to take over Portland. But uh, when does that leave Tony Storm? Who does she feud with next? I'm sure uh, William Regal and Triple H have got their thinking caps on already. Uh, Tony Storm is a is a very hot commodity. Um, she looks great. Uh, she's she's getting better and better in the ring. She's only about 24 years old. So the world is our oyster, and I think that the future is definitely hers to be taken. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, Tony Storm's got a very bright future. Maybe they need to stop putting her in championship matches or having her lose in championship matches and just give her a kind of a meaningful uh, singles feud and maybe in a year or so put her back in the title picture, whether it be against, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley or whomever to continue their, uh, their feud. Um, but uh, Tony Storm, yeah, like I say, let's look after her NXT. Let's not kind of make her lose too often, eh? Um, but uh, this was a good match. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like I say, the next match to look forward to will be uh, Ripley versus Bianca Belair in a few weeks' time. Then we got footage of a, a bit of a backstage incident following the Finn Balor uh, and uh, Ilya Dragunov match and Mustache Mountain and a DIY match where Finn Balor attacked Johnny Gargano, further setting up their match for TakeOver Portland in just three weeks' time. It was Tyler Bate who broke things up, uh, possibly setting up a match between Finn Balor and Tyler Bate on an up-and-coming episode of NXT on the Black and Gold brand, and that is a match I would love to see. I think they need to do more with Tyler Bate uh, on the kind of uh, NXT brand. Having him go up against Finn Balor uh, will be pretty special. Um, And then we get the main event, Imperium, the likes of the NXT United Kingdom champion Walter, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, Alexander Wolfe uh, going up against Undisputed Era, the current NXT champion Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and former North American champion Roderick Strong, of course. So Undisputed Era, they got a tremendous reception. Going into this, you kind of think in two heel factions. I definitely think Undisputed Era were more the babyface team or more the more popular faction going into it. But they got a tremendous pop as they came out to this sold-out crowd in the Toyota Centre. Uh, there was a, a, a great sense of anticipation as the introductions were made, uh, you know, being made for this one. It was a real main event feel as well. There was there, there was a worrying moment early on uh, with uh, Alexander Wolfe. Now, the cameras had to pan away, but they did show a replay of what happened. Uh, and it appeared that uh, he got uh, knocked out from a, a, a kick from Bobby Fish to hit him flush on the chin 
with uh, Alexander Wolfe being led out of the ring, led out of the match, and to the back by medical staff. Now, since then, Alexander Wolfe uh, did tweet it on a tweet on his uh, Twitter page saying that he's fine, um, that, he, that he's okay, and that he needs to uh, kind of next time um, kind of lift his chin up. Um, he got caught flush on the chin, of course, and uh, things didn't look right from when uh, that move connected. Um, Bobby Fish looked pretty stiff in this match. It was a couple of times when he appeared to kind of connect a couple of times a little bit too close. Uh, the remaining members of both teams continued to throw each other around the ring, connecting with stiff blows, uh, pure brutality from Walter. Uh, Roderick Strong looked quite impressive, looking to make a bit of amends after losing his North American Championship. I was expecting some sort of dissension in Undisputed in the era in this match. In the preview show, I said that so maybe Imperium would win after there's some miscommunication or maybe, you know, a little bit of... Uh, a rivalry with Roddy having just lost his championship and not being fully draped in gold now. But no, Roderick Strong looks great in this. It looked very impressive, uh, certainly when he got the hot tag, uh, taking it to Walter, taking it to Fabian Eichner. There was a you know a, a three-on-one attack of Walter from Strong, Fish and O'Reilly in this one as they cleared uh, one of the announced tables at ringside. Um, and it was Roderick Strong connecting beautifully with an angle slam and an Olympic slam, sending Walter through the announced table, essentially making it more of a four-on-two with uh, the entire faction of Undisputed Era against uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel now. Uh, certainly for the time being, with Walter being put out of action from that table spot. Eichner helped out his tag team partner with a, a, a double springboard moonsault to break up a submission attempt from O'Reilly. That was quite an impressive spot there from Fabian Eichner. And he's, he's, he's a kind of quite a, a bolt-up guy, but he can certainly fly around that ring. And he's, he's powerful, uh, probably pound for pound, one of the most powerful men uh, assigned to WWE at the moment, I have to say. Uh, Walter was able to make it back up to the ring apron where he got, to, got the tag, uh, nailing all four members of UE with huge chops and a massive spring flash for the UK champ but only for a two count on that occasion we get some big dives from uh, Roderick Strong and Fabian Eichner to the outside. This left Walter to clean up uh, with a huge powerbomb on Fish. He made the kind of deep cover that he tends to do where he kind of folds his opponent over, putting all of his body weight down on their kind of uh, lower half, folded over um, and uh, got, got the one, two, three. For Walter, one, two, three for Imperium in this excellently booked match, and uh, even with the the man uh, disadvantaged, the man down, with Alexander Wolf being out early on, it was Walter Bartel and Eichner who pulled out the win in this really hard fought win, uh, this hard fought match, and I love this match. Definitely my match of the night. As good as Mustache Mountain and DIY was, this one was a little bit more rough around the edges, and I kind of like that. To be honest with you, I do like it. Um, this match went just shy of 30 minutes as well. And, uh, yeah, um, I, I think that Walter, after his kind of disappointing showing or uh, um, poor booking of Walter at Survivor Series back in November, where he's pinned quite easily uh, by Randy Orton, I believe it was, I think they've certainly reheated and made Walter look like the monster that he is and that he deserves to be, certainly... At NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, he uh, handily defeated uh, Joe Coffey in that very, very kind of tough, long, hard-hitting match. Uh, but uh, yeah, Walter once again getting the win for his team here and uh, another victory for the NXT UK brand. So every match was hard-hitting. Every match was really physical. Uh, every wrestler left it all in the ring. There was no silly finishes or shenanigans like you might see on a Raw or a SmackDown or possibly tonight at the Rumble. However, there were some very clear and noticeable injuries. Certainly from my vantage point, watching it on my couch, Kaylee Ray did appear to be nursing a bit of a neck injury in her match uh, with Mia Yim. Finn Balor had some kind of nose injury, possibly a broken nose. Alexander Wolfe was knocked out um, from, from that rogue kick from Bobby Fish in the main event and had to be taken to the back by medical staff. And like I said uh, earlier, every match was really hard hitting and um, most of the kind of blows, uh, most of the spots connecting pretty snugly now uh, usually i wouldn't complain but uh, when wrestlers get noticeably injured in the ring um is there a conversation that needs to be had backstage but uh, all in all i thought that worlds collide was fantastic match of the night to me has to go to the main event um i thought that it was great there was a sense of kind of uh reality with with alexander wolf being pulled from the match due to being knocked out from that rogue kick from bobby fish 
Uh, like I say, it, it, it was a, a little bit um, rough around the edges, but I, I think that added to the match, added to the realism of the match, and um, I loved the hell out of it. But I found that all six matches, including the pre-show match, even the Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley match uh, delivered, um, it's just the fans were a little bit quiet during this match. Uh, loved the Finn Balor-Ilya Dragunov match. Great platform for Ilya Dragunov. Good win for uh, Finn Balor there. Jordan Devlin, my man, the Irish ace, winning the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And he's got that brand new uh, black strap to celebrate with, uh, going taking it back to uh, his beloved Ireland, of course. A DIY picking up the victory over Mustache Mountain. And uh, I think that all four wrestlers came out looking strong in that one. And the main event, um, yeah, uh, that was great. Can't see what can't wait to see what happens between these two groups going forward I don't think we've seen the last of Undisputed Era and Imperium it'll be interesting to see how Adam Cole and the rest of UE uh, react to their loss this Wednesday on NXT so speaking of uh, kind of uh, wrestling with John's future episodes our next episode will be dropping in just a, a couple of days time actually I'm going to be recording a special episode with uh, Chris, uh, the rapper Half Decent, and uh, Heather, um, who has just returned from the Jericho Cruise, the, the wrestling, the rock and wrestle Rager 2, part de, uh with Le Champion, Chris Jericho, in their four days out uh, around the Bahamas on the Norwegian Pearl. Um, so we're going to be recording a, a bit of a, a, a recap episode with Chris and Heather to get a bit of a lowdown on what happened during the Jericho Cruise on Tuesday. I'll be recording a special WWE War Rumble review episode uh, with uh, Kieran Reed, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Kieran's going to help me run down and recap all the matches from the 2020 War Rumble uh, and uh, officially taking us uh, onto the the road to WrestleMania. Um, don't forget to go to the Wrestling with Jonas website. And one, one other thing to plug at the bottom of the WrestlingWithJonas.com webpage, you'll see two links there to my um, Amazon associates or Amazon affiliates links. One is if you're thinking of buying any kind of electronics, whether it be computer, devices, anything like that, anything electronics, uh, click on the link. It will take you to your Amazon page. You can log in as yourself. Everything is, is exactly the same. Uh, but if you are thinking of buying any electronics, um, then click on that link. It, you go through exactly the same process. It looks like you know it, it takes you to your Amazon page. No change as far as that's concerned. But any purchases made through that link, we get a little bit of a uh, commission, a little bit of a kickback there. There's a second link there, exactly the same, but for gift cards. Now, I know gift cards are very popular around Christmas time and around birthdays um, and uh, anniversaries that sort of thing and if you're thinking of buying an Amazon gift card which I know are, are very popular and a lot of you that are listening to this have probably bought Amazon gift cards in the future click on that Amazon associates gift card link at the bottom of the wrestlingwithjohnners.com page and uh, it takes your page exactly the same as the electronics link and uh, it just helps to support the wrestling with Jonas podcast um, but uh, yep yeah, Please keep it tuned to the Wrestling with Jonas podcast for all of your weekly NXT and AEW updates. Of course, we're going to be reviewing Royal Rumble. We do regular WWE and AEW pay-per-view reviews uh, and so much more, including all of our exclusive interviews. Uh, and if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please don't forget to spread the word. Tell your friends and tell your family. Don't forget to subscribe to the Wrestling with Jonas podcast so you don't miss out on a single episode. And uh, yeah, but we look forward to kind of catching up with you all again soon. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. And uh, thank you very much. Take care.